You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. You have this wise kind of, I've been around the block a few times vibe about you. This is what a colleague shared when I expressed wonder over why people just seem to open up and tell me things. I mean, as a coach and podcaster, it's extremely important to be able to create an environment in which others feel safe and the ability to share openly. But being wise was never on my radar of reasons as to why this was actually happening. So today I'm stepping back into the series of sharing the six main tenets of intentional optimism. Welcome to episode 14. Today we're talking about pursuing wisdom. As a reminder, the six main tenets of intentional optimism are optimistic, present, courageous, energetic, wise, and intentional. They're loosely based on Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, where we find a description of a fascinating, strong, competent, well-rounded, and worldly wise woman who is so confident in her place that she literally laughs at the days to come. And one of the things I love about this lady is that her wisdom is so well-rounded. She understands business and economics, parenting and relationships, social issues and politics. People listen to her. But how do we get there? What does that mean for us? I published a blog on this topic last fall titled, When I Grow Up, I Want to Be... And the implication was wise. And if I'm honest, 2020 has deepened my understanding in this area. I am much more comfortable in my own skin, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. So reflecting on my friend's comment, I'm not completely shocked, but I'm really pleasantly surprised. I mean, who doesn't want a compliment like that? Look, 2020 has been quite the teacher. There have been so many personal revelations and realizations, as well as learning how to conquer fears and learn an innumerable amount of new things for all of us. And I'm settling into the idea that being wise is a constant pursuit and journey, never a true destination. So if we're wise, we'll maintain this trajectory and allow these new, many times painful or difficult experiences to teach us even more. See what I did there? Alrighty, let's dive in to how we pursue wisdom. Stephen Covey said, seek first to understand and then be understood. King Solomon said, get understanding. Over and over and over again. Understanding doesn't just magically appear, y'all. It is an active pursuit and it's kind of huge right now. I've come to believe that in order to understand pretty much anything, I have to first be willing to let go of what I think I know in order to gain a broader scope of understanding in general, and specifically to understand others and their ideas. There's always a why underlying the surface, so I tend to look for the spiritual in the everyday, the bigger picture, that 50,000-foot view, in order to comprehend that greater meaning. And as trite as it sounds, it really may not be all about you or me. Now, this one isn't so hard for me. I mean, I was raised with and continue to embrace a worldview that is from a spiritual perspective, specifically the biblical perspective. But lately, just understanding the way things are 
seeing what is reality rather than my own expectation or desired reality has been a real challenge. I mean, it's tough seeing all the things, the good, the bad, the ugly. But in order to promote unity and community, I have to know what those things are. I have to be able to see things, situations, and relationships as they are. I've become acutely aware that more than anything else, my own expectations of reality are my biggest source of anxiety, disappointment, conflict, and distress. I'm not sure if this is an American thing. Maybe it's a Southern thing. Maybe it's just me. But for sure, I totally struggle to accept things that fall outside my own expectations. Just sharing that is a step of courage and growth for me. I mean, I'm the intentional optimist after all, and I tend to be optimistic or unrealistic, shall we say, in my expectations. Just know I don't have it all together. So if you struggle with this too, you're not alone. One of the most effective tools in helping me push past my own expectations though, is that I strive to be willing to see all the sides. I like to say I give myself the gift of panoramic vision. If you like to hike, here's a good analogy for you. As you make your way up the trail, through the trees, over rocks, around fallen logs and streams, you have a limited view of what the mountain really looks like. One area could be rocky and gray, and the next you're in the middle of a gorgeous forest of evergreens or amazingly bright fall-colored leaves. But as soon as you hit the top, and sometimes just a really nice overlook, the whole mountain and valley is laid out before you. All the colors, textures, and elevations that make up the greater picture. Your trip up provided a limited view, but now you can see how all of them work together. So sometimes I just need to step back, take a broader perspective, and it helps me understand, and it helps others feel seen. Now we can't talk about pursuing wisdom and understanding without recognizing the importance of our words. How effective is your filter? You know, that one between your thought bubble and your speech bubble? Is there a verbal habit you need to curtail? Or maybe one you need to begin? I try to visualize a thought bubble and a speech bubble, just like a comic strip. The words in that thought bubble don't always need to see the light of day. Trust me, you don't want to see them. And I know this has been a real lesson for me, whether it's words I speak or words I type. That filter needs to include the following. Care. Words actually do hurt people. That bit about sticks and stones, it's total rubbish. I mean, I can dodge a stick, usually. I mean, I'm finding lately that I'm just not quite so quick. But seriously, if words hurt you, they hurt others. In our house, we're learning the difference between when it's necessary to be factual and when it's necessary to be kind. Never mind the social and political climate of November 2020, we've been quarantined in some form or fashion for eight long months. But here's the thing, y'all. Both familiarity and anonymity breed contempt. Damage doesn't have to be irreparable, but many times it is. So be careful. Our words should also be worth listening to. All right, I'm going to date myself here, and if you aren't familiar with these commercials, ask Mr. Google. But back in the 1970s, the very mention of the name E.F. Hutton caused all conversation in the room to cease, be it a restaurant, a boardroom, wherever. Evidently, Mr. Hutton was a really smart financial advisor. Now, are you sharing things worth listening to? They don't need to be philosophical monuments, but share things that are important to you and matter to others. There are women whose Facebook posts I do not scroll past. 
They have wise things to say. Many times it's a perspective or a lesson learned. I pray that everything I share with you is worth listening to. I never want my words to be empty or shallow or frivolous. I want them to be simultaneously weighty and uplifting. Kind of like a really good airplane wing, right? They have substance, yet they lift you up. So use your words to lift others up, pointing them to life and joy. I know I beat this drum a lot, but golly, it's just because it's so important. There's so much heartache, heartbreak, disappointment, anger, malice, and discouragement out there. Be a different voice. Look, I know that not everyone is a professional encourager like me, but that doesn't prevent you from looking for ways to lift others up. I'm acutely aware of this right now. My son is a middle schooler, and the art of the roast, like cutting someone else down, is a badge of honor. I mean, these kids are figuring out how to most dramatically cut each other down. And while I'm clear that this is a little bit of a developmental milestone, I pray it passes quickly. Partially because it's literally the opposite of what I teach. But it's just hard for me to think of people doing that to each other. I just find it so disrespectful. I know, lighten up, mom. But respect is the third major area I believe we need to pay attention to in order to pursue wisdom. Respect is the bedrock of community. This amazing lady who inspires intentional optimism out of Proverbs 31, she's steeped in it. She's both a model and a mentor. I mean, she demonstrates through a full spectrum of relationships. Everyone from her children to vendors, other merchants, her staff, the poor, and the elders in the city gate. I desire to do the same. I want to teach and live out respect through words and actions, how to live wisely with respect for others, to seize every opportunity to lead by example and build communities of respect. And in order to accomplish that, I have to recognize, understand, and respect boundaries. I'm amazed at how many people struggle to establish their own good boundaries. Now, this is not the good fences make good neighbors adage. I mean, you have to understand where others end and you begin, and those boundaries need to be clear. This frequently comes up in my coaching. In this age of online and digital communities, it is really easy to forget that we are more than our Facebook or Instagram profile. Knowing who you are, what you believe, and what you value allows you to establish healthy boundaries for yourself, which enables you to develop respect for the boundaries of others. Everyone needs the space to be themselves. And finally, we have to be willing to earn respect. The only way to gain wisdom and respect of others is through diligent, consistent practice. Sounds like that habit and consistency thing I talk about a lot, doesn't it? To be who you say you will be. Do what you say you will do. Decide and set your intention. Consistency is by definition not a quick fix. It's a long game. The horizon point, as I mentioned in the episode about courage. But boy, is it worth it. Consistent practice in respecting others through our words and actions teaches us humility and earns us the respect of those watching. Sometimes it really is better to be kind than right. And when you wisely respect others, their opinions, experience, skills, you open doors to communication Others will, in turn, respect you for it. So, you want to pursue wisdom with me? I welcome the company, y'all. This is not an easy road. If so, here are some questions for you. 
But if you're more of a reader, check out my blog post. It's in the show notes. So first, what difficult lessons are you resisting or putting off? Is it the reality piece that you need a better handle on? Trust me, you're only delaying the inevitable. There's a saying in the personal growth world that says, what we resist persists. So it's time to face up to those things that you're resisting. Maybe it's your words. How well does your thought bubble to speech bubble filter work? Perhaps like me, you need to start drafting emails or social media responses prior to going live. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, I believe it's chapter 4, verse 8, suggested these things. True, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, of moral excellence, and praiseworthy. How's that for a filter? If I'm honest, not much would get through if I did that every single time. Third, it's pretty easy to demand others to respect us. But how easy is it to model out the kind of behavior that promotes respect both ways? What do your boundaries look like? Do you recognize the boundaries of others? I always recommend the book Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend, and we'll put that in the show notes, but it is an excellent resource for you. And perhaps understanding yourself is the best place to start, because when you do, it is so much easier to begin to understand others. If you need help with that, I have a special free gift for you, the Ultimate Disc Communication Cheat Sheet over at theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash cheat. This packet will provide you with insight on how to leverage your best strengths and how to maximize your connection with others. And I've even included tips on how to recognize the disc type in your kids and how to connect with them based on their type. If you're ready to begin your own personal growth journey, but not quite certain where to start, let's get you a disc assessment. We'll help you tap into your greatest motivations, dramatically improve your relationships, and accelerate your results. Head on over to my website, theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash disc, or just click the link in the show notes to get you started. And don't forget, as a special gift to my podcast listeners, you get 10% off when you enter the code PODCAST at checkout. Are you driven to lead? Do you know where you want to go but can't quite figure out the steps? I can bring you clarity, help you see the big picture and keep you grounded, all while you step into exactly who you're meant to be. Head on over to my website and check out my own story and contact me to set up a time to talk about how one-on-one coaching could be the answer for you. Now, if you love this podcast, could you do me a couple of favors? Well, three, actually. First, share it with your friends. I mean, sharing is always good, right? We share the things we love. Second, subscribe. That way, you'll catch every new episode as soon as it releases. And third, take a few minutes to leave me a rating and a review. This helps us get our message out to more people and really improves the way um, the podcasting algorithms see us. So, until next time, let's pursue wisdom together. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist Group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.